Welcome to the Road to Kyoto podcast from the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organised Crime. I'm Ian Tennant. The Road to Kyoto is a series of discussions with some of the leading experts who study and track organised crime and related policy challenges. We're speaking ahead of the UN Crime Congress, which takes place every five years. The Congress is an opportunity for the international community to come together to make progress on countering organised crime and the damage it does around the world. This year's Congress was scheduled to take place in April in Kyoto, Japan, but has been postponed due to the coronavirus. It's not yet clear when the Congress will take place. Today we will be discussing the role of civil society groups at the Congress with the Chair of the Alliance of NGOs on Crime Prevention and Criminal Justice, Anna Alvazzi del Frate. Civil society groups in Vienna have recently come together to form a new alliance on NGOs for crime prevention and criminal justice. And Anna Alvazzi del Frate is here with us today. She's the chair of that new alliance and she will be representing the alliance at the Congress um, as well as ongoing meetings at the, at the UN on crime issues. So first thing, Anna, welcome. And can you tell us a little bit about the alliance and how it came into existence? Thank you. Hello. Well, the Alliance of NGOs on Crime Prevention and Criminal Justice is, uh, is not really new. It's, uh, it's something that has existed since uh, the establishment uh, of uh, a crime prevention and criminal justice program at the United Nations in the early 80s. So it is something that existed in a very um, light format. It was a loose association of, of members, and what is new now is the establishment of a new legal entity, something that is more structured and registered with the Austrian authorities as, a, as an NGO under Austrian law. So the Alliance now enjoys statute and a board of elected members and a more clear relationship with the UNODC, that is the Secretariat to the program, and also towards member states. And how many members does the Alliance have so far? At the moment we have some 60 registered members, and we are reaching out to many other interested parties who want to become members. The membership is open to organizations with ECOSOC status, but also without ECOSOC status, but who are engaged in activities that are relevant to the program. For example, those organizations who can attend a conference of parties for the UNCAC or the UNTOC conventions, or those who would be able to register for the Crime Congress, for example. And we also have individual members. I mean, clearly the Crime Congress is an opportunity to influence policy and to network with member states and with other civil society. I mean, what do you see as the main benefits for a civil society organisation to attend an event like the Crime Congress? Of course, the Alliance, being an umbrella organisation, tries to facilitate the participation of NGOs and other civil society organisations in events, big events like the Congress. You can imagine uh, these are events uh, attended by thousands of people. Uh, for Kyoto, we are expecting approximately 300 side events and ancillary meetings. It may be really intimidating and difficult to navigate for newcomers. So umbrella organizations like the Alliance may help in uh, providing information, in uh, translating some of the, of the key issues uh, that are being discussed at the Congress, uh, 
into streams of work and uh, possibly events that can be attended to provide information on interesting issues. And will you represent all the civil society through the Alliance at the Congress itself? For example, will there be a statement, do you think? Yes, uh, we have already uh, booked a space for making a statement on behalf of all the members of the Alliance at the high-level segment of the Congress. Uh, this is the first couple of days of the Congress where all states will make statements, followed then by international organizations and civil society organizations who can convey the voice of many of their members at the same time. Now to turn a little bit more to the policy issues that will be discussed. I mean, your, your background is in small arms. What do you think are the main challenges facing the international community at the moment? And what do you think the Congress could say about these issues uh, when it meets in Kyoto? Well, the, the issue of arms control is not really uh, being dealt with the Crime Prevention and Criminal Justice Programme. It's something that uh, has taken some time uh, to be aligned uh, as a part of this programme. It is much, much clearer through the UNTOC Convention because of the firearm protocol, of course, where you find the obvious match for, for this type of issues. But for the, for the Crime Congress per se, there is one part of a workshop that deals with illicit trafficking in firearms, and it is workshop four that, that will deal with this particular topic. It is not really part of the, of the big discussion, and we also see that in terms of uh, ancillary meetings, uh, there is only two meetings that are explicitly making reference to firearms. But the bigger issue that is of, say, firearm violence and prevention of violence, that is something that is at the core of the discussion. We have uh, quite a lot of work that is being done in the prevention of violence and prevention of violence against women in particular, and a push that has been given recently by the alignment of the discussion with the Sustainable Development Goals. So making this type of discussion that happens within the framework of the Crime Prevention and Criminal Justice Programme, matching some of the objectives or the targets of the Sustainable Development Goals in terms of violence reduction, in terms of prevention of violence, in terms of reducing uh, violence against children, violence against women, etc., etc. Interesting that you mentioned the Sustainable Development Goals, because clearly that was a agreement that was reached after the last Crime Congress in Doha in 2015. How important is it, do you think, for the, the international community gathering in Kyoto to make reference to the SDGs and make sure things are aligned? Well, the, the Agenda 2030 is a, an amazing framework. For me, uh, I always consider that a miracle of diplomacy, and I think it's a very, very important reference for everything that the United Nations are doing at the moment. So uh, it is true they were adopted just a few months after uh, the Doha Congress, but at the Congress in Doha, we were really looking forward to, to that, and a lot of the discussion in Doha was already pushing for this adoption, let's say. So what we expect from Kyoto is now to take stock of five years of work on the Sustainable Development Goals, 
the language is much more familiar now. It took some time for this community, for the crime prevention and criminal justice community, to familiarize with the language of the SDGs. But in reality, we see that the connection with development is key for crime prevention and criminal justice and the, the use, uh, adoption of some of the concepts and some of the, the language and frameworks of the uh, Agenda 2030 is going to be very beneficial for this discussion. What, what other key issues are you hearing, you know, something that will be priorities for your membership of the Alliance or that you think will be important in the, in the political discussions at the Congress? Our members have a very, very broad range of backgrounds. Uh, they, they go from uh, issues related to, to, to women, uh, to youth, uh, prisons, uh, preventing uh, trafficking in persons, helping the professional uh, uh, work that surrounds this area of crime prevention and criminal justice. So I think that for them uh, there may be some cross-cutting issues that are becoming very important. For example, at the Congress there is quite a lot of discussion on data, on the importance of data, importance of data collection and analysis to support assessing effectiveness and impact of policies. This is something that practically everybody can, can relate to and it's going to be quite important for our members as well. You've spoken a lot about some of the issues that were going to be discussed and how, how the Alliance will be representing civil society at the Congress and what civil society can do there. But how does a civil society organisation or an individual sign up to become a member and benefit from being a member of the Alliance? Well, the Alliance is, uh, as I said, quite new in terms of the new structure in, the, in its new format, but we have recently launched a new website that is crimealliance.org. That website, there is all the information that, uh, that may be useful to register. It's possible to register with one click. The benefits, I hope, that are quite uh, evident uh, from uh, accessing information that may be useful, practical information, logistics, and also the possibility to access a community that is likely to speak the same language and provide useful uh, space for discussion on topics of interest. I think certainly um, from our perspective, from the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organised Crime, we're noticing an increased interest in civil society organisations wanting to work on these issues. So we think it's very important for um, umbrella organisations such as the Alliance to be there. Before we finish, kind of looking beyond the Congress, there are a couple of other important events later in the year. And I, I presume the, the Alliance will be active both at the Crime Commission, the CCPCJ and the UNTOC Conference um, of Parties later in the year. I mean, do you have any plans for those meetings? Okay, there is one thing that I forgot to mention is that, of course, uh, at the Congress in Kyoto, we will have dedicated space to, to meet with, mm. the, with the members and with uh, any interested NGO or individual participating there. We will have one event on day one, so that is before the official program starts, so that can serve as guidance for those who want to participate. And another one that will be later in the week and may start looking at how this is going and, 
and the way forward. Indeed, there is commission, uh, this session, the annual session of the Commission on Crime Prevention and Criminal Justice is from the 18th to the 22nd of May, I think. And in the year when there is the Congress, the Commission generally meets almost exclusively to adopt one resolution that is reflecting the discussion held at the Congress. But uh, the very lively space surrounding the Crime Commission is always occupied by side events that are on a variety of topics. So what we expect is to organize at least one side event, if not more. For one, we already have some ideas, and we will be looking at getting together with other umbrella organizations. And definitely in October, there is the Conference of Parties for the UN Convention on Transnational Organized Crime. This is something that happens every second year, and it is a, a, a space where civil society, I think, is still trying to organize itself in a more meaningful way, uh, also considering the very, very recent development of the adoption of the review mechanism. So we look forward to partner with uh, groups like the Global Initiative uh, to work together in a meaningful way. Of course, the Global Initiative will be working you know, with the Alliance and with the UN Office on uh, Drugs and Crime to help coordinate the civil society input into the UN um, Convention Against Transnational Organised Crimes review mechanism, which will be launched at this conference of parties in October. So we look very much look forward to that. Thank you very much, Anna Alvazzi del Frate, and good luck with your preparations for the Congress. Thank you. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Take a moment to leave us a review. They help us get noticed and improve the show. For more on organised crime, head over to our website, www.globalinitiative.net. You can also follow us across social media by searching for The Global Initiative. This show was produced by Jack Megan Vickers with help from Paulina Russell-Barris. I'm Ian Tennant. Thanks for listening.